This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are we a team here or not, Rich? There is an I in Rich and Eisen, but there is not one in show. Uh, wow. This is the Rich Eisen Show. So you were from Dallas, Texas. You were more of a football guy than a basketball guy, Marcus Smart. Can you play quarterback? The Rich Eisen Show. I can. In Dallas? I can play quarterback. Earlier on the show, NFL Network analyst Willie McGinnis. Coming up, WGN sports anchor Jared Payton. Super Bowl champion Mitchell Schwartz. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chat with William McGinnis in our number one about the American Football Conference and the way things look through week number one. Things will change tonight when the Chiefs and the Chargers face each other on the prime video debut of Thursday Night Football. We also discussed with Willie about the current Patriots situation. That was before we heard Mac Jones was out of practice today due to an illness. We also hit him on Tom Brady and whether or not he thinks this is his final year. Uh, any and all of that that you missed, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. All of our clips from the day's show uh, throughout the, the week will uh, be viewed there. And you can also check us out on the Roku channel when the show re-airs. All day long on Channel 210, it's free on all Roku devices. Free. It's free on Samsung Smart TVs, Fire TV. The Roku app has the Roku channel for free on it, and there's the RokuChannel.com for you. Uh, coming up in hour number three, Mitchell Schwartz, former Kansas City Chief Super Bowl offensive lineman in studio. Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings, he's part of the two division winners, uh, two division leaders, pardon me, of the East and North after the first week. Vikings versus Eagles Monday nighter that wraps up the week. Jalen Hurts is on tomorrow's program. Dalvin Cook is on today's in hour three. 844-204-RICH being the number to dial right here on the program. Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo are in their usual spots. And the same thing uh, is for our social media grandmaster, TJ Jefferson. Hey, yo. Good to see you. It's good to be seen. your spot, sir. And joining me here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is a man who's going to be talking quite a bit about his father on Epics on Saturday night. NFL Icons is a show that NFL Films produces, and it's on Epics every Saturday night. It's one hour about, and guess, wait for it, an NFL icon. Uh, I am honored to have been asked to narrate the series for a second consecutive year. It debuted last weekend with John Madden being the featured NFL icon. 
And it's on at 10 p.m. Eastern on Epix. New episodes again at 10 Eastern. And you could stream Epix right here on the Roku channel. You could start a free trial today to check out this amazing series and so much more on Epix on the Roku channel. And joining us here to talk about NFL icons, Walter Payton on Saturday night is his son, former running back and current WGN sports anchor in the great city of Chicago. None other than Jared Payton here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Jared? I'm doing well, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. What, uh, I, I love chatting with you. It's been way too long. A minute, as they say. Um, so let, let's get let's get to it. When did you first realize your dad was sweetness, Jared Payton? When did that first hit you? Uh, I, you know, Rich, it's 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 funny to think about. I think back in the day when you know my dad retired in '87. So for me, it was uh, it was kind of like around I would say like '85. 85, 86, around the Super Bowl time when I, we would go to eat at one of my fat, favorite fast food restaurants and they would hand out these Bears cards and I would I would get them and we'd always collect them. But I'd always get the 34 Walter Payton ones and that's when I was like, holy cow, my dad is like a huge deal. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like a big deal. And I, I think as we got older and it was right around 87 when he retired of I'm just going places like we would go to the mall and he would walk into the mall and he would be surrounded by people. And I think not only did I know he was like a superstar at that time, but it also gave me perspective of what kind of person that he was. And the reason why the highest honor in the NFL is named after him, the Walter Payton man of the year award, because he would sit there the entire time and, and talk to everybody and sign every single autograph. And so for me, it really kind of gave me kind of the, the blueprint of how I wanted to be as a person. And I remember my dad would always say, don't be like me, son, be better than me. And I didn't understand what that meant as a kid, because I would always say, dad, you're the goat. Like <laughs> you, you're the goat. How am I supposed to be better than you? He wasn't talking about on the field. He was talking about off the field and how you are to people, how you carry yourself, um, be leader and uh, in your community and also in your circles. So yeah, it was in the, the mid-'80s when I knew that my dad was was a big deal. And then later in life, I think it was just seeing, seeing like, um, just watching all the videos of my dad and seeing him, like, hanging out with Tom Cruise and, <laughs> like, the people, like, his circle that he used to hang with. And I, at the Super Bowl, last time I saw you in L.A., when we were, we were walking around and my sister and I were, were walking from the field handing out the award and then, we come upstairs and someone's like, "Oh, Magic Johnson wants to see you guys." So, I, and you know, I, I dropped my phone. I was like, "What? Magic <laughs> wants to see us? Like, why?" So we go uh, into his box and we're sitting there and we're talking to him. He gets up and he's like, "Jared, Brittany, what's up, guys?" He's like, "Man, I used to hang with your dad. Man, I loved him." And I'm just thinking to myself, "Man, my dad was so cool, man. Like, he was, <laughs> he was the, one of the coolest guys." And probably the reason why his nickname was sweetness so there's so many ways for me to follow this up jared and i apologize that this is the one strand <laughs> that i'm going to pull on and i think you know what i'm talking about what do you mean tom cruise your dad was hanging with tom cruise give me that one I come mean, on what are you talking I about mean, do you i mean? just i know that they were at certain events together but rich i mean my <laughs> my childhood growing up was just not normal and i, I said it in in this this epics documentary it's like yo this is not this is not real. We're like Michael Jordan came to my house in the late eighties and ring the doorbell. And I remember running to the door 
and my dad whistling saying, go get the door. And I had no clue. We didn't have the lights on in the front. And I open up and it's MJ standing there with like two big bodyguards and one of his boys. And he hopped out of a geo tracker just to let you know. It was not like a Bentley or anything like that. It was a white geo tracker. And he comes into the house. And we normally would take, like, our company's coats and, like, put them on our washer, washer and dryer instead of the coat room because my mom had all her fur coats. And Burt Reynolds used to always send my dad a leather coat every single Christmas. So, so we end up putting their coats on the washer and dryer. And my dad and Mike go downstairs, and we had an atrium in the middle of our house where it had glass. I could see them. My dad was setting up a card table. Oh. And I run, I run downstairs because he whistled. And he said, he said, I said, Dad, what do you need? goes, I don't need anything. Mike needs you. And Mike's like, yo, little man, I need you to go get something. I'm like, Mike, I know we have a Gatorade outside with your face on it. (laughs) Right? And he he looks at me and goes, no, I'm good. Just go upstairs and get the money that's in my pocket. And if you guys would have timed my 40-yard dash, it's definitely faster than Rich's. Thank you, sir. Right? (laughs) I hope so. And I get upstairs and I go in his pocket. He's got all this money rolled in rubber bands, hundreds, fifties, twenties. And I bring it down, and he gives me five bucks. And I said, thanks, Mike. And then about two hours later, you know, he, he my dad whistles again. And my dad had all this money that he's counting in his hand, and Mike's got his head in his hands. And I remember him giving me the $100 bill, and I said, Dad, what's this for? And he said, I just took all of Mike's money. Take, say thanks. I'm like, thanks, Mike. And I ran upstairs <laughs> into the night with 105 bucks. But just to be able to see those, like, who my dad hung with and – they were at my house until like three or four in the morning battling at everything. And Mike was trying to get his money back probably. Oh my God. What a story. Jared Payton telling (laughs) stories about his dad, current WGN anchor, but also the man who is going to take you through the journey of the brilliant life of the iconic Walter Payton and NFL icons, which is available on epics this Saturday at 10 Eastern time. You could see it right here on the Roku channel as well. So, uh, but then the man himself, it is so amazing to me, Jared. I love it. I get chills when I see it. Um, and I wonder about you, the patch that all players who win the Walter Payton man of the year award wear on their jerseys when they're playing, if they are still active, I mean, it just jumps off the screen at me. I saw it for Russell Wilson when he was playing on Monday Night Football. And it is truly, um, you know, and I'll say it, more important in the mind's eye of some of the players than the C that's on their chest, which clearly is the ultimate honor that your teammates say you're a captain for all of us when we're out there playing. I just... Just seeing the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award trophy as a patch on players' chests, it, it stirs something in me. What about what about you, Jared Payton? Well, I just Rich, I just got chills again and I'm getting them as we speak right mm. now. It's it's truly an honor. I mean, to be the son of, you know, Walter Payton, it's always been kind of the gift and the curse, right? Like when I started playing football, people would say you'll never be like your dad, even when I was playing soccer, but I'd always be thinking about what kind of man he was. He wasn't perfect by any means, right? All of us are human, but the way that he lived his life and the way that he, he gave back and, and giving back in service was such a big part of his life, it does. I saw Russell wearing it on his chest, and it just it looked at it and I said, man, i got to get me a Broncos jersey because with the patch on it because it means so much. And my dad gave everything, I mean everything on the football field, but he did the exact same off the field. So being able to have this relationship with 
all the nominees and all of the winners and the past winners. It's like a, this man of the year family. And our, our family is just honored to have these men who are doing so much in their communities, who are doing so much good that they're recognized. And um, I got to give a shout out to Roger Goodell, the NFL nationwide for really helping us elevate this award to another level. And every single year we add a new member to our family. And so um, it's just, it's, it's crazy to me. It, it really is. And I think my dad is shining down right now, looking down when he mm. sees these guys, seeing that they all have a little bit of something in him inside of them. And, and, and then, you know, the league has made it sort of, it's not sort of like the best picture of the NFL honors, right? Uh, that's the moment similar to the, 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 the culmination of the Oscars that it, it, they announced the MVP before the Walter Payton man of the year. Like that's the culmination of NFL honors. And I just love the moment when past winners of the award who are in the uh, audience, they come up on the stage and they just convene to welcome in the new member of, of that. It's just, man, it, it, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's, so I guess, uh, and, the last question on this subject before I do want to have you put on your WGN hat, Jared Payton, because you know, <laughs> bears are one to know. I mean, what, what did make your dad tick? Like, what are we going to learn maybe in the NFL icons? I mean, I, I narrated it, but um, what, what, what will we learn about your dad, about what made him tick to make him so great from small town, Mississippi childhood to Chicago icon, Jared. Never, never die easy. I mean, the way that he ran the football is, is is the way that he went through life. He never gave up. He was always going to give you his best. And the, I think the one thing from the stiff arm to the high step to jumping over people at the goal line, the one thing that people bring up the most is he didn't like to run out of bounds. And he was going to bring some pain to you. And I think that's just the, the way that he lived his life. He, he worked so hard. He 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 did he stayed ready so he didn't have to get ready, and I think that's what was so what I've learned the most from him as being just an adult, a father, just making sure you're always ready for your opportunity because you never know when it's going to come. And when his opportunity came, Rich, he was ready for it. And the reason why he's so loved here in the city of Chicago and for Bears fans all over the world and football fans, I should say, all over the world. And then the family man that he that he was, I mean. <sighs> How did you have? How did you pull it together as a thirteen-year-old to be the first son to ever induct his father into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I mean, this was back in the day when presenters had speeches too. Um, how did you pull it together as a thirteen-year-old, Jared? Well, I'll tell you. I got to be honest with you. I was that kid that was always ducking out when you had to do speeches in class in front of your classmates. I would say I was sick. Go down to the nurse's office, and so when he came home and told me he wanted me to do that, I. I couldn't break his heart, but I was also saying, I don't want to do this. But really, knew, man. Yeah, I didn't well, want to I, do I, it I, at all. I think I was off. I, you might have been 12, actually, Jared. Yeah, I was 12. Okay. I was 12. And, and, and Rich, I remember that it's funny in life. And so anybody listening to this, just have this and always remember this, is that the things that we're, that we're most scared of, that, that frighten us, um, you know, things that we don't want to take a chance at doing, take a chance at it because you might figure out that it becomes one of your passions and something that you truly love. And so that was the moment when I figured out what one of my passions was, and it was speaking. It was getting up in front of people. And ever since that moment, hmm. I think my dad knew that I had a gift, and he really wanted me to unlock that gift and, and gave me that present to be able to present him. 
And from here on out, it's been something that I do on the regular, speaking to companies, speaking on TV, uh, doing radio shows, all that stuff. <laughs> it's really helped me, and it's one of my passions. So that moment changed my life forever. But to say you're the first, Rich, you know it. It's hard to say you're the first at anything. Right. So to be able to say I'm the first kid to ever induct his father in the Hall of Fame – I'll take that. And I never made it as a player, but my name is in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it sure is. And who was in your dad's class? Who did you get to meet as a 12-year-old? Because, you know, the class is all convened and families all get to know each other. What, Coach, what, what about that? Coach Walsh was there. Um, uh, who else was there? I'm, all, I'm blanking right now. Um, this class of 93, Chris, if you're looking yeah, it up right now. Uh, who was um, Dan Fouts, I think, was in that one as well. Jeez. Um, Look at you, a 12-year-old rubbing elbows with Bill Walsh. Yeah. Come on now. I mean, yeah, but I was also the 12-year-old fighting with my dad because I wanted to wear a, a, a T-shirt underneath my uh, my button-up shirt. And my dad's like, no one does that. And I remember him and I getting into it at the beginning. Come on. It's his weekend. What you, I mean, I guess that's what, I guess that's what kids Rich, do. Rich, you know? it was hot, man, and I was sweating because I was nervous already. I didn't want to sweat through my shirt, man. So it, it was a battle that I didn't – I wanted to win. He walked out of the room. I buttoned up my shirt with no shirt on underneath it, and then when he left, I put the T-shirt back on. So I think the hug at the end, it, it, after I got done, him saying that, you know, hearing my son get up here and speak, uh, I don't care if he, I lose the bet. That's the moment right there that I'll think about forever. Who else was in it, Chris? Who else was in that class? Uh, so you're right. Dan Fouts, uh, Larry Little, yeah, uh, Chuck Noll, and Ch- Bill Walsh. Chuck Noll and yeah. Bill Walsh and Sweetness went it together with Fouts and Larry Little? That's a that's a crazy class. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, my goodness. All right, before I let you go, let's trash Mike Martz. What do you think? Um <laughs> Because well, my my feet went crazy the other day. I oh, saw you God. clap back, Jared. I saw you clap back. I, 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 that, that was a very facetious and I guess maybe uh, uh, unprofessional way to to just turn the page here. Uh, but Mike Martz was on uh, was on a podcast. I believe it's on the thirty uh, third uh, team football podcast, and uh, the um, basically he said that Justin Fields, quote unquote, can't do anything at all. Look, I mean, he 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 did he did say, um, you know, I, I think accurately criticize some of Justin Fields' play in that monsoon over the weekend. But to say he can't do anything at all, then you clap back, Jared. I saw that on Twitter. Um, I'll give you the floor on what people yeah. in Chicago are talking about and your thoughts on Justin Fields. Go for well, it. Well, I didn't know I didn't know it was going to take off as crazy as it did. My issue is is that you know Mike Martz is a, a good a brilliant football mind and so the fact that we have a, a young quarterback here in Chicago and Justin Fields who is just in year 2 and, and learning a whole new offense the monsoon as well it was it was a real tough game to be able to play in my issue is why not give him credit for what he did in the second half of being able to create with his legs and find Dante Pettis for that long touchdown or the read and the touch in the rain to be able to throw it over the top to Equinemius St. Brown. Like talk about some of the positives and build the, build them up a little bit, because I think it's too early to be criticizing all these young quarterbacks as, as, as analysts, we, because of some of these guys like Justin Herbert and, and that come into the league that just are on fire. We expect these rookie quarterbacks to be jump out and just be phenomenal right off the bat. And sometimes it takes time. And so here in Chicago, Bears fans are excited about Justin Fields, and they should be. And I think they should be excited about the the pairing of Luke Getze 
in Justin Fields because now I think Justin has somebody that he can really vibe with and help him take his game to the next level. But hats off, though, really quick to Matt Eberflus and, and Ryan Poles for what they've done. I mean, what we saw in three preseason games and then one regular season game, we're seeing a more disciplined football team here in Chicago. And being disciplined is what won them that game on Sunday here in Chicago. Three penalties for under 30 yards. I mean, that right there is not something we're accustomed to here in Chicago. So as they build this roster, which I have a lot of belief in them that they can, um, it's not just about wins and losses this year. It's about development of these young guys that are on this roster and watching through a couple of drafts to see what we can do and be special here and give Justin more, you know, more pieces to the puzzle that he can throw to, more weapons. And I'm here for the development. I'm, I'm not really here for wins and losses right now because I, I knew how this roster was constructed under the last regime. It's going to take some time to get right. But the NFC North better know we're coming, man. Ah. I'm, just letting every, I'm just letting everybody know. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it out there right now. This is a perfect opportunity this Sunday night to go into Green Bay and steal a win. So, um, yeah. yeah. you got young kids that don't care about – they don't know any better on the football field. They're going to come out and play hard on Sunday night. And uh, if they find a way to get a dub – that's good. Pressure's on that team from uh, that NFL team from Wisconsin. Oh, look at say, you. You won't even say their yeah. name. Uh, you know, but I guess the young kids don't know that they they have a chance to beat their owner, right? Ownership. Yeah, they're going against ownership on Sunday that's night. Right. I mean, they got, I mean, uh, everybody's got, they got to catch some passes first. We'll figure it out. Okay. I know Aaron's going to listen to this and probably take it <laughs> and uh, he'll put it in somewhere. Um, no disrespect to him. He's, he's one of my favorite football players that well, he should ever be. played the game. So yep. I always give him respect. Take care of yourself, Jared Payton. Uh, an honor to narrate uh, a, a, an hour about the life of your father. Uh, great connecting with you. I'll see you at the Super Bowl again this year, if not before. Um, congrats on everything going on in your career. Thanks for the time. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. Thank you. You got it. At Payton's son, S-U-N, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, Jared Payton. Again, NFL icons, Walter Payton, debuts Saturday night on Epics at 10 Eastern time. And you can stream Epics on the Roku channel. Start a free trial today just in time. There's some great, great episodes coming up. Troy Aikman, Ray Lewis, and so much more. Chris Carter, uh, Epics on the Roku channel. All right, we will take a break. Come back here on our program. And uh, I've got a nice top five list for you. Let's go. Top five, you know. You never know Coach of the Year candidates who got off to a hot start in week one. Food for thought on the other side. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, 
helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just doors. You're unlocking potential. The potential to do your own thing, be your own boss, sear your own success, blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set to help you follow your passions. Reawaken that spirit of adventure and check all those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences right off your bucket list. Owning a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van lets you live, work, and play out your dreams. No matter how far off the beaten path they'll take you, and with 16 body types, your choice of a gas or diesel engine, and thousands of ways to customize. A Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So, now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Okay. The NFL, one of the many brilliant things about the National Football League is you never know. You never know. Never know. Can't sit here and say you can't, which is part of the reason why Mike Martz, you know, when he called, let me get this correct, when he called Justin Fields this past week that uh, less his, his performance is less than remarkable, okay, you could say that about one game, but then to go ahead and said he can't do anything. Really? Can't do anything. Could you imagine what... If there were podcasts after Brady came in, trotted in after, you know, (laughs) honestly, after the Jets, Mo Lewis knocks out Drew Bledsoe and Brady, Patriots is over. It's over. Over, done with. Let's talk about this kid, Brady. He can't do anything. You know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? I'm sitting two seats away from Kurt Warner every Sunday morning. You never know. So in that vein, facts. In that vein, after just one week, albeit I know we're marathoning, we're not sprinting. After just one week in the NFL season, twenty twenty two, I have a top five list of you never know coach of the year candidates whose odds greatly improve because they're one and zero, and you never know. Love it. Let's do right? it. Right. Let's do it. This could be a higher register uh, coach of the year candidate list, but you never know. Hit it. You know what? You just made the list. Thank you very much. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Like, I had no idea he was going to play that drop. You never know. Even the show, there's you never know moments. Is that Jericho? Shout out to the wizard, Chris Jericho. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. Hit that again, Mikey. Hey, get one more time. Wait, these guys have it. You know what? You just made the list. Here we go. And in the vein, and the vein of energy, and the vein of, you know, making lists and breaking down walls. Number five on the list of you never know, 
coach of the year candidates, just one word. Eberflus! Eberflus! Say it with me! Eberflus! What if Matt Eberflus goes up to... Uh, Goes up the toll road and comes out with the win against the Green Bay Packers, which, as you know, is what Lovey Smith, when he first got there, said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to beat the Packers. What if Matt Eberflus in his first foray into this legendary series of back and forth rivalry games? What if Matt Eberflus and the Bears go to 2-0? What if he keeps on keeping on? And we're all like, what about this line? They don't have any, uh, they have any weapons. Justin Fields. We are, like if we all channel our inner Mike Martz and say, this guy can't do anything. <laughs> what if Matt Eberflus takes the Bears winning more often than not with this roster? Towards the playoffs? 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 That's why he's number five on my list. Eberflus. Here's number four on this list. Nobody was talking about this guy for Coach of the Year possibilities, but he's got a team that nobody's believing in. And Mike McCarthy? He's got a team that nobody Stop is it. believing in. Yeah, that sounds like him. Certainly going into that week one game, <laughs> part of the reason why so many people got knocked out of their suicide pools is because Denver didn't win. Yep. And Pete Carroll came up with the dub. Hey. Geno Smith cooking. Hey. Geno's cooking. You know what? That defense was buzzing around. That defense is fast. Thanks. Okay. And the run game. Rashad Penny had something uh, going on, and the guy who scored again on the Michigan Wolverines just five seconds ago, Kenneth Walker, has yet to start playing there. Maybe the Seahawks can take that 1-0 record, go into San Francisco, win that one, and start moving him forward, and then everybody starts beating each other up, and the Seahawks, dare I say, with the Cardinals looking the way they looked in week one, having a shot to win this division. You never know. Could Pete Carroll be coach of the year material? If you come out with playoff chances and even make it with teams like this, I just named you the two teams, Chris, you thought were going to be battling it out for the first overall pick in next year's draft, and, you know, they might by the end. still might be right. I know. (laughs) Number three on this list is a guy whose team looked maybe, in the the eyes of many, but maybe not me because I think the Bucs were – the most complete team in the NFC in week number one. Oh, yeah. If this guy can unlock Kirk Cousins, if Justin Jefferson in this offense can be Cooper Cuppian, if this team on defense can knock Aaron Rodgers down and win the division, I think Kevin O'Connell's going to get a lot of looks as coach of the year in the NFL. Were anybody talking about him going into the season? Everybody thought it'd still be the Packers division, and it might. But well, the Minnesota Vikings looked terrific in week one. And if they can keep on keeping on right there, there you go. Number two, I already mentioned in my four downs earlier this week. Hey, man, we were, I think it's the Bengals' decision to win or lose, division to win or lose. Uh, the offensive line, I'm assuming, is going to start gelling together. And we'll talk about that with Mitchell Schwartz a little bit more in our number three when he's here in studio. But now certainly with T.J. Watt out for six, uh, six weeks, at least, it seems, with T.J. Watt out and Najee Harris limping around and this team buzzing around and five turnovers. They made Joe Burrow minus five after just week one. Mike Tomlin, Steelers. Mike Tomlin is never one coach of the year. Yes, sir. Wow, if the really? Browns, you know, the Browns won and the Ravens won, the Steelers won too. What if the Steelers take this division? 
What if this guy who's never had a losing record does more than just not have a losing record actually wins the division because the Steelers are just believing what he is selling? Talked to Cam Hayward earlier this week about exactly that. It's number two on my list. Number one on this list. Nobody talking about this guy for Coach of the Year. Nobody. 0.0. Because oh. this team has been terrible <laughs> oh, then that's for the last damn near decade, with the exception of one burst of a playoff season. But this guy decided to show everybody Oh, yeah, that running back who's all, all injured all the time? And guess what? When he's healthy, this is what he can look like again. This quarterback that has been maligned since the minute he was drafted in the top 10 a few years ago? Oh, yeah, he can go up top. He can play some games. He can actually come up with a game-tying drive late on the road, and I'll make it a game-winning drive because I'm going to tell my place kicker stay there, and I'm going to call for two points, one point for each one of my game balls I'm putting on the table. my number one you never know coach of the year candidate whose chances just got better is the coach of the one and oh new york football giants we talking playoffs or what yeah buddy because the giants are going to take the momentum of shocking the tennessee titans in week number one right into their home opener against baker mayfield who's got some mayfields of his own And he is going to just show everybody, I've got a coaching contract. I'm going to roll the dice. Yeah, Joe Judge, by the way, your last coach, you know what he did? He came up with a surrender formation. Season's over. His coaching job's on the line. Who cares if we're going to maybe not convert on third down and we're going to have to punt deep in our end zone and our quarterback might turn it over. Oh, boy. We're going to take a knee on third down. That's what the previous coach did. That's why he's in New England now. And Pat Shermer, he didn't have the Shermers to do what I just did on the road. Sure. No, for two. We're going to win. No overtime. We're going to force overtime with Derrick Henry on the field to try and win it with a few seconds left or run over my team in, in overtime. No, no, no. Brian Dayball. Yeah. Dayballs of steel. <laughs> you just made the list. <laughs> Number one on my list of potential coach of the year candidates because you can't say this division's not winnable for a Giants team that's got Saquon Barkley and Kayvon Thibodeau's going to start playing soon. And he's pretty damn good. They got some young, good players. And if he infuses them with his confidence level, what, they can't beat Carolina? Put the Giants schedule one more time. Oh, I think they can and they will beat Carolina. If the Giants are 2-0 and going against Cooper Rush in a home game against... Cooper Rush and the Cowboys on Monday night. Maybe all those Giants fans won't put their tickets on the secondary market and Cowboys fans won't fill up half the stadium for the first time in half a decade. And then the Bears come in. Giants could be 4-0. And then they go to London to take on the Packers in that game. Weird stuff happens in London. They play Jacksonville. They play Seattle. They play Houston. They play Detroit. Those are winnable football games if Saquon is healthy and Daniel Jones is doing Things that we have yet to see from him consistently. All right. I just gave you my day ball case. I love it. Rich, That's I my coach it. of the year uh, top five of you never know candidates. I want to tell you what the desert thinks about your picks right now, Rich. Okay, sir. Updated uh, odds here for your coach of the now year. Now that they're all 1-0. Oh. Now that, yeah, this is, so this is updated. They're, uh, once, they're, they're one eighteenth of the way there, Chris. This is updated this morning, like an hour ago. Uh, Pete Carroll is 40-1. to 40-1 to one yes. to win. 
Okay. Eberflus, 28 to 1. Say that Eberflus. properly. Will you say it? Eberflus! <laughs> Seriously, uh, unleash your inner Eberflus. So they. The, is 28 to Vegas 1. Vegas thinks that the Bears have a better chance to make their coach a coach of the year candidate than Seattle? Seems like it. I mean, Damn. I mean, the bottom three, Rich, are Mike McCarthy, Bill Belichick, Matt Rule, all at 75 to 1. Belichick. Get out of here. But they could turn around and go 15 and one. Part of that is because, like, Belichick would literally have to win every last one of his football games for him to get another one of those awards. Uh, So who else? Uh, Mike Tomlin is 25 to 1. And then you got your two, uh, the two, uh, one that you said, Kevin O'Connell and Brian Dayball. They're among four uh, guys at seven and a half to 1. So Kevin O'Connell, Brandon Staley, Mike McDaniel, Brian Dayball, all the favorites. At seven and a half to one. Ballin'. They're they're the favorites now. They're the favorites. Oh, now. so I'm on to yeah. something. So you're on to something, yeah. So uh, so w- which one was Tomlin? Which one is Tomlin? Tomlin's at twenty five to one. He's- so so wait a minute. Based on the way you talk and the way that I'm not allowed to think, right? We would call that, or you would, because uh, I would never value. That's a value. That's that you'd call value. Would you? I would call value at Mike Tomlin twenty five to one. But they, they would literally have to go like eleven and six probably to for him to win that. They can. They sure can. Why couldn't they? Brian Dable could have been zero and one. Oh yeah, you know what? You know what? They weren't supposed to win or tie, in Tennessee. Maybe take the tie yeah, and see what's going on. Yeah. No, but going for two and put the pressure on them, and then they missed a kick. It sure looked like Tannehill got him in position. Yeah, right. They went from bollocks to dables. I see. What you Thank you very much. Balling. I went. I went with a little bit of a, I think uh, what the Brits call bollocks, right? Nice. Is, isn't that BS? Isn't that what they say? That yes. Uh, bollocks. Never mind the bollocks. Bollocks. Okay. <laughs> I'm just worldly. <laughs> Robert Sala also forty to one. Oof. Be careful. Okay. Put some receipts out there. Although Andy Reid at 40 to 1, that is crazy value. That sounds like that's value. Like actually, I guess because, again, the reason why I name these guys is because it's the stories, right? The story. What story are you can tell Andy Reid? You know, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Well, I mean. Andy's going to the Hall of Fame. He's got his their ring. best receiver. Oh, God. And they oh, go 15 and 2. Yeah, but that's like a high class problem, right? Don't you think that's like a first-class high-rent problem? Oh, gosh, yeah. Your, yeah. your top wide receiver in Tyreek Hill wanted out, so you obliged him, and your generationally brilliant quarterback only has a generationally brilliant tight end and all these other top players from other teams that you've put together in your terrific system for your top-of-the-line six-straight division-winning team. If they go 14-3, you know, and three, that's though. Not, I mean. That's not like Eberflus. Well, nothing is like Eberflus. You know what I mean? Like that—that that is nothing. That has nothing on even Kevin O'Connell, right? So you're sitting, you're sitting, reading. I mean, Andy, Andy's a Hall of Famer. You'd rather give it if you're again. It's a story. It's a, it's an award given out by people who talk narratives for a living. And then you, you all assume like, okay, he's going to the Hall of Fame. What does he need one of these awards for? Let's give it to somebody else. That's the way these things go. That's why Belichick. Remember, Phil Never Jackson, won. how many times could he have won Coach of the Year? Well, he was just rolling the footballs out. Or the basketballs out, right? Yeah. All right. Now that I'm mixing metaphors, uh, I'm going to take a break. Uh, what, do you, what happened there? What do you got there? Do you have uh, something to tease? Something happened? Uh, yeah, right. some, uh, some Seahawks injury news. Okay, we're going to get, oh, that, that looks like a Jamal Adams update. That's going to come up next right here on the Rich Eyes Show. Oh, my number four of my uh, Coach of the Year candidate, yeah. you never know, list just yeah. took a hit. <laughs> Uh-oh, that means Eberflus with a bullet. 
Überfluss! This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back here on the Rich what? Eisen Show. All right, very good. We're all here. Gang's all here. We're, we're here. <laughs> What's the update, Chris? What do you got for me over there? Oh, oh. so, uh, yeah, Jamal Adams. Surgery? Jamal Adams is out for the year. Yeah. Oh, he man. Is, uh, I just had it. Hold on. Torn quad tendon. There oh. it is. There's Ian Rappaport. Yeah, torn quad tendon. Yeah. Oh. Damn. Yeah. He's so good at what he does, man. And the play that he and got hurt on, he he got in Russell Wilson's face. I know. And, and, you know but you could see when he was carted off play. and he was angry, he knew, he knew something oh, was he up. Oh, he immediately limped off and knew something was bad, yeah. Oof. And he's one of those guys that just plays all over the map and all over the place, and they gave up two firsts for him. Say that trade looks better and better for the Jets. Two firsts for him yeah. they gave up. And one of the years were in which the first they didn't have, they got it back by trading Russell Wilson, completely wiped out. I mean, 16 and a half games, they will miss him this year. That is a bummer because he's just a culture changer. He's one of those guys that you want in your locker room leading, and hopefully he'll be back on the sideline doing that stuff. But, oh, my word, that is bad news. And then a Mac Jones update. That's uh, what he got for uh, me there. Tom Pelissaro saying – uh, not practicing today, obviously, due to an illness. Understanding not COVID-related, just an upset stomach. So they gave him the day off. Okay. Chugged a little Pepto and, you know. Sick. He's just a little sick to his stomach? Take the day off and give Brian Hoyer. Got that today from Taylor oh. waking up. She's just like, everything hurts. He Am I going to school today? I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> I used to try to spend you all are. time. I always went to school, even if I was sick. I didn't, oh, oh, I didn't want to miss school. Oh, is that what it was? Really, that's impressive. I actually enjoyed school. I, I loved. I loved. Yeah, so one I. of the I, the same way. I liked school, but I'm telling you, I loved it. One of the uh, that's where I watched so much great television. That's where I learned all about all the pricing games on the Prices Right when I was home and I was sick. Watch Get Smart nonstop. Get Thank Smart, you. Little Hogan's Heroes. I know, Hogan's you know. Heroes. Get Smart. Hogan. I watched nonstop. Get Smart, nonstop. Must it buy that much? So you were never home. I mean, when you were home from school, you didn't you didn't sit around. I wasn't home from school. I ever. Always, I always went. Impressive. What about you, TJ? I think from fourth grade until the time I graduated, I probably missed like eighteen days of school. That's it. Yeah, I was. That's why you're you're on your Iron Man streak here on this yeah, program. Yeah, I was someone who sick. You have to be really sick not to go to school. So I was I was always. 
going to school. Speaking of sick, are those some of your new shoes that you got? Uh, no, these are these are old. These are when old. are you going to wear the new ones? You know, maybe. Or is it too fresh that you got new Nikes and Brockman is still so upset about that you got seven? New pairs well, look, of, by the way, wait, of shoes. Well, look, you know, you you then, weren't you oh, weren't that happy. It just oh, seemed like oh, everyone was a little oh, put off. So oh. I don't want to like front. But and that's floss exactly a when bit. you should front. You know, but that ain't me. There. You know, what I'm saying that ain't me. You know, I, I thought everybody would be happy for me. You Why know? would you think that? <laughs> because you know, I, I manifested this. I, I told him three years. Okay, let's be honest. I told you three years ago this is going to happen. Like there was no doubt in my mind what was going to happen. That by doing this camera shot the way I did, and people start noticing the sneakers, I'm like, eventually I'm going to get this. No one believed it, but it happened. But that's not really why it happened. It's because you had a friend that worked for Nike, and then you said she something about it. She's a publicist. It. She doesn't work for Nike. I don't, I don't know anybody who works for Nike. There it is. <laughs> Found it. Found it. Finally found. I, I, I'll just say this: the, the hate Larry is King dropped. The hatred is real around here, man. That was for you, Brock, He man. took a day to find it. That's really funny. <laughs> By Mike, great timing. It's a reloaded in. The hatred is real. But right. I don't. I, timing, honestly, man. I I, I don't understand that you're like you know what? It's it's you're trying to be humble about it. I was trying to be humble about you it. Until yesterday, humble. You were you, you know, he went off a little. You, Delta, you, you went off a little. Can, can you be so, humble about by it? By bringing it up and showing no, 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 it on but, TV. But, but not only by bringing it up, but saying two days before, behind the scenes, I got a surprise to talk about. I think. I don't know, but I think I do. I'm like, great. Terrific. Yeah. Like, So oh, what is oh, it? He yeah. goes, I don't want to talk about it until it's actually Because I happening. wasn't sure it was going to really so happen. I, and I had no idea what it was. So he brings it up yesterday. Right. Can you be humble about it when you're previewing it behind the scenes? And not only talking about it. But providing production value right. with not one but two photographs. Yeah. One of the box yep. outside of his house yeah. or outside okay. of his door. <laughs> okay, just there's like a before and then an after. Now, my question for you was, as you said, you had no idea why there was such a large box in front of your door. But did you then see it was from somebody and you knew it was the shoes? So before taking it in, you stepped back and took the shot, knowing that you would talk about it on the air and provide production value with no, this when photograph. I, when I turn and then the, opening it up, obviously you'll take a picture. When I turned the corner, I saw the box. I was like, what is that? Okay. I looked down, I saw it was from. I was like, oh, snap. Step back, took the picture. And then snapped it. Oh, then snap, so. step back, then took, took the, picture, the picture. Knowing that you would talk about it on the air. No, because I didn't know what was in there. I didn't know what was in the box. So why'd you take a picture of it? Just do you, do you why take a, not? Do you take a photograph of all your deliveries? No, but there was a big box. First of all, there was a big box. I looked down. It said Nike. I'm like, oh crap! All right, bet. Let me see what's in. I don't know what's in the box, but yes, what's in the box? I'm going to start it off. I'm going to take a picture and also talk about humble. Is it humble to start every show by saying you're humble? I, oh, like what's, what's in the box? Who, who's more humble here? This isn't about us. This is well, about, no, you. about you. It was about your negative, very negative reactions oh, to it. I think both of you don't care. We're him up. See now, you're, my, no, you're, okay. you're not. Stop. Trust me, you're not. Why, why you would I get wound up? I got the box. I'm excited. I'm not wound up. I'm just saying. Well, you're wound up. You keep bringing. I brought it up. I brought you it up. You brought it up. I did today. Yes. Yes. And that's why I was wondering, because again, I'm not an expert on this. If those are new, if that's your new shoes and you're like, no, you're not going to wear them. Like you should wear them tomorrow. Like, just go, let's go. You got seven pairs or unless you want to have like next week, it'll be 
each day you unveil one of your new shoes. Mm-hmm. Nah, see wear- now, now, see now, he's not going to share. Just like his ping pong shoes. Like we're said, waiting two years for the ping pong. Would, you would, I'm sorry for talking while you're interrupting, but if you're going to ask me a question, oh, I'll give you the answer. God. I'm like, I don't know. I just didn't wear them today. Man, you. All I did was ask you if you had new shoes on. Okay, Chris, try to turn this on me. Right. It's not you. Okay. That's, it's that, me. That's what happened. <laughs> okay. Is that not what happened? This is now getting yeah. a little awkward. Well, it I don't is, like it the is, vibe it now. Is. I don't it like the vibe now. I don't like the vibe now. I don't like the vibe now. What like he the, said, hey, are those your new like shoes? And you could have just went, no. And I said, no, I didn't the wear them so today. When, when are you going to wear them? See, like, you got... <laughs> I want to see him. I want to see him Man. out of the box. I want to see him. But, by the way, thanks to you guys, you know, I, know. I got I'm a new relationship, too. Yeah. You're welcome. Good. It's yeah, unreal. Did I get thanked for that? No. He didn't get thanked either. I'm not thanking you for it. By the way, Mitchell Schwartz is going to come out. He's going to protect me. Because apparently there's some bullets flying right now. Yeah, it's big guys. Nah, there ain't. Because I got the shoes and I don't care. So. Hey! <laughs> Finally, yeah! we just choose. I mean, look, okay, fine. That's now, all I want. I want to be that way. But if you're going to push me into the corner, I'll be that way. You're about so it. defensive Dalvin about Cook's it. Coming up too. Dalvin Cook's coming up too. That's what you wanted. And I, I gave you what you wanted. Because I came in with Birkenstock the other day and you gave me so much crap for wearing Birkenstock. You did too. You did too. And I'm like, you guys don't understand fashion. They saw it. Now I'm uh, becoming BFFs with the CEO. Because I because I brought it up. You're welcome. No, I brought it up. I no, talked. I brought it up no, no, on no, no, the no, no, air. What you, oh, you said, oh, yeah. You I said, said, are you going to show Fowler your feet? Yes. And then, TJ, you started laughing. <laughs> I, I found it humorous. We didn't... Oh, he, don't shut down on us. Just don't shut down. My God, man. I just said I found it humorous. I'm into the conversation. Like, what do you mean, don't shut? You're trying to make I me look you... like something that I'm not right now. Like, <laughs> man, what... I'm glad you cut the camera off because that was coming right there. <laughs> Everyone needs to woosaw. Yeah, come on. What does that mean? Just for bad boys, too. You just woosaw. Oh, to calm down? Yeah. Calm serenity down. Yeah, serenity calm now down. is serenity more. Now. Serenity now. Okay. Serenity now. I got Burks. Yeah, and I tried to. I just got with one. the CEO. That's true. He D- They DM'd, right? They yep. saw? Because I'm defending fashion. That's well, I don't well, know about I mean, all that. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 defending. You're defending yourself. Uh, defending fashion might be a great fantasy team name. That's not bad. But Joey Chestnut's colonoscopy. Do we have anybody tonight? Good question. I don't think we do. I don't think so either. We don't have any Chargers or any Chiefs, which is why we're 0-1. That's not why we're 0-1. <laughs> no, we're 0-1. We played against Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, like I mean, We were losing no matter what. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Hour number three, Mitchell Schwartz, retiree from the World Champion Chiefs, and Dalvin Cook of the Vikings.